You're watching KCMI TV. Well, thank you for joining me tonight. And uh, we're going to open the word of the Lord tonight with some things that actually last night uh, God woke me up in the middle of the night, which is real rare for me. And I had just kind of been dreaming along these lines. And I, I was laying in bed and I thought, well, uh, I'll remember this in the morning. The Spirit of the Lord said, no, you get up and write it down. So. Uh, I want to I want to talk to you some about the way God moves with faith, and um, I'm going to start out in the book of Romans chapter four and verse seventeen as it is written, "I have made thee a father of many nations." I like what the Lord does here. He doesn't say I'm going to. He said I already have made you a father of many nations. And sometimes we need to remember in the lean times when it looks like God's not going to come through, go back to when God first spoke to you and look at that. Because this is how it starts out with Abraham. He doesn't say it's based on your obedience or it's based on certain factors. He says, I've already made you a father of many nations. And God always starts with it in the spirit realm before he'll manifest it for you in the natural realm when it comes to our personal abilities to advance the kingdom of the Lord. So the Lord tells him, he said, I've made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God. And this is a real important verse. He says, who quickens the dead. In other words, he says, I bring dead things back to life. And this is hard for us as human beings to get a hold of because we are used to the fact that when something dies, then it's over. Not with God. Not in God's world. Just because something looks like it's dead doesn't mean it's over. And the Lord speaks here. He said, I quicken things. I make dead things alive and I call things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And I love this verse. And being not weak, or he did not stagger in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to the Lord. I, uh, last night as I was just reflecting on some things, I think that God talks about us, that he talks about what we're going to be and not who we are at the moment. Because the scripture says that God is not a God of the dead, but he is a God of the living. And uh, I love the verse that says this about Jesus Christ. It says it, that he is going to present unto himself a glorious church. That means a church that's not defeated, that's not dead. And so I believe that we're in an hour right now where God is bringing back to life things that have been dead. Some of your gifts you feel like are dead, and some of your callings you wonder, God, are they dead? Or we feel like our, our ministry has come to an end. And, and, I, and I've been through that. I, I'll be honest with you, in the last couple of years, I thought, Lord, is it dead? Is it over? 
And then all of a sudden, you know, we see the hand of God just begin to move. And, you know, over the years, we would stand and prophesy in our church that God was going to do amazing things and that, that thousands of people were going to come. And we did that in a time when we didn't hardly have any people. And it didn't look possible. And then all of a sudden, God quickens something. And that word quicken just literally means that God breathes back into it his nature, his intent, and his purpose. And we are in a realm prophetically right now where God is breathing on a lot of you people that are listening to me around the world that have a hand of God upon you. And so I want to build a little bit around this story of Abraham because um, it's, such a, it's such a powerful story. And of course, we know this, that, that Abraham, we know he's the father of faith. And so if he's the father of faith, it, it literally means that, that that thing had to come out of his loins, both in the natural and the spirit. And uh, when God began to speak to Abraham and told him that he was a father of many nations and out of his loins would come that seed, Abraham is, is still at an age where it looks like it can happen. At least for me, and I think maybe for many of you that listen, sometimes when God promises you something or speaks to you prophetically, there almost has to be a season where that promise dies. And the reason that it has to die is because God does not want it to be fulfilled through our own ability, our own talents. And God will take it through that time. And so here, you know, Abraham is 75 years old and we think, well, that's old. But in his, in his time, he wasn't even middle age. He lived to be 175. And so here he is, he's not even middle age, and, and his wife's 10 years younger than him, and so there is that possibility to produce that seed, that Isaac, that God said. And then for the next 25 years, what takes place is God waits for Abraham's loins to die. And there's a whole lot of God's people right now that think, I could do what I felt like God called me to do, but I'm too old now. Or I don't have the right set of circumstances. Or it's, it's, just not, it's just really not believable at this time. That's when God does his best work. That, that's when God releases that quickening spirit. And see, faith has to be birthed out of the spirit realm. It can't come out of the natural mind. And this is why it's so difficult to, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had our conference and we watched God do a tremendous miracle with, with Parkinson's disease. And Dennis, he couldn't even hardly sit in a chair, let alone stand up. And then we, we watched God heal him. He runs all over the place. And I had somebody email us and say, did that really happen? And they watched it on, on YouTube. And... The natural mind cannot grasp the way God does things. And so God will take us in life through a process. He'll do little things. He'll build your faith and he'll strengthen you that he's able at that time to perform it. And so God waits till Abraham's loins die. The key is when your promise dies, don't let your faith die with it. Because faith doesn't have to have a promise. 
but a promise has to have faith. And a lot of times people are holding on to a promise and then when it doesn't look like it can really happen anymore within the natural realm, they give up hope. But this is what it says about Abraham. This is why he's the father of faith, that he staggered not at the promises of God. I know that I can feel in my spirit. Um, I, I weep over you sometimes. I can just feel the pain because I've been there. And God cares about you. And I want to tell you by the Spirit that God's not done with so many of you. And you look at yourself and you say, well, my abilities to do what God wants are gone. They're dead. That's the optimum time that God can step in. Because he's not the God of the dead, but he's the God of the living. I want to tell you where we are right now prophetically is that there is a quickening anointing. Hallelujah, that's being released out of heaven. And God is blowing on things that have died, not because there was sin, not because there was unbelief, simply for God to get the glory. And here, when it came time, God wasn't moved by the fact that Abraham's loins were dead. Why? Because God knew at any time that I want to, I can quicken them. I can make him come back to life. And when Abraham was 99 years old, God quickened his loins. I personally, I don't think Abraham knew the moment that God made his loins alive again or that Sarah's womb came back to life. I don't think either one of them knew. I don't think they knew until all of a sudden Sarah realizes that she's pregnant. But see, when God wants to perform his word, when he's ready to perform it, he will blow on you. He will quicken you. He will loose life into you. And all of a sudden, what seemed to be impossible or maybe that has been delayed for years. Uh, you know, I, I've wondered over time, God, why did you wait till, you know, in a couple years, I'd be 70 years old. And I thought, Lord, why did you wait this long? And I think that God waited so I could be an encouragement to you that those of us that have labored our whole life and we never gave up and we finally accepted the fact that this is how it is and I'll still do my best. And then God comes in and breathes and, and I, I still am amazed at how God can so quickly do something. See, quickening is instant. It's like a 24-hour thing. There is a quickening. There is an instant anointing that's beginning to settle on some of you, and God's going to just in a moment turn things around. And um, So Abraham, you know, we see Isaac born, and Abraham is so excited in a lot of historians, we don't know how old Isaac was, but we know he was a type of Christ. We know that, that he carried the wood up to the top of the mountain just as Jesus carried his cross. We know that um, he was the, you know, the firstborn son to Abraham and to Sarah. Um, he, we know that Mount Moriah, where this event takes place where God tests Abraham is also Mount Calvary. 
We know that for three days, Jesus was in the heart of the grave, dead. And yet we know that Abraham had Isaac in his heart dead for three days because the moment that he started that three-day journey, he knew because God told him in the beginning, he said, I want you to give me your son, sacrifice him. So in Abraham's heart, he knew that, that Isaac was going to die. And yet on that third day, as they got close to that mountain and, and Abraham saw it, and the Spirit of God says, this is it. Abraham, uh, let me turn over to this because I love this. Um, Abraham speaks to um, his servants. And it says, on the third day, he lifted up his eyes and he saw that place. And then this, now this is faith right here. Abraham said to his young men that were with him, he said, you abide here with the donkeys. And he said, I and the lad are going up to the mountain. And this is what he said, we're going to worship. My God, he's... He already knows the Lord's told him, he said, you're going up there to kill your son. See, Abraham said, no, I'm going to worship. And he took the sacrifice, and then he looked at them, those young men, I love this, he said, we're going up to worship. He said, but we're coming back down. See, he knew, hallelujah, that if God can take a hundred-year-old man with dead loins and breathe life into them, then God will not have a problem when I kill my faith, my son, that God will, hallelujah, will raise him back up because God said that Isaac is the seed of many nations and God can not lie. And the promises that the Lord has made to so many of us, he will come through. And when he gets up there, sometimes, um, you know, we'll believe God for something and, and, and eventually our faith produces it. And, and we're so thankful and we're, we're moved by the fact that, that God has answered our prayer. But I also know this, that that answered prayers, a lot of times, it's a seed. And somewhere down the road, God will talk to you about, you know, that, that promise I gave you, that blessing, that thing that's brought you much joy in your life. He said, that's not the harvest to you. That was your seed. He said, I need you to sacrifice it. And see, Abraham, to be the father of many nations, that through him these nations would be blessed, it couldn't just be a normal boy, because if it was, he could have used um, his, er his earlier son, Ishmael. And so the Lord told Abraham, he said, no, he said, I want you to kill Isaac. And Abraham took that knife and he raised it. And he was bringing it down when God spoke and said, stop. 
in Abraham's heart, he killed his son. And God stopped the process because the purpose had been accomplished. Sometimes God will make us give up our dreams and our hopes to see if we can still love him, whether he comes through or not. With all the pain that so many of you go through, and with all the suffering, I want you to remember that we're not far from the Lord coming back for all of us. And then none of this will matter. I said, Pastor, I, I never was successful in ministry, and I never saw my dreams come true. But if you can say, I never gave up on the Lord. I never said no to him. I never quit loving him. I never cursed him to his face. I never said, God, you don't, you don't say, you don't do what you say. That's what impresses God. So whether you have a big church or you have a big ministry or your music ministry succeeded or whatever your dreams were, whether they come to pass or not, in eternity, your reward's not tied to that. It's tied to your faith. And can you imagine, hallelujah, he went up the mountain with a son, but in the spirit when he came down that mountain, it wasn't just Isaac coming down. There was the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Levi and the tribe of Gab and Manasseh, hallelujah. And all of these tribes in the spirit are coming down because of the quickening of the spirit of the Lord. And, and God woke me up last night. He said, I am quickening the body of Christ and things that have been dead. I am releasing my spirit into them and there is this resurrection anointing beginning to be loosed by the power of God. So in this, in the season that we're in, you, you just, you, you gotta stay strong. And this is why I know the Lord is coming back for a church and he's making alive again. It's because the Bible says the Lord teaches, he says, be not unequally yoked together. And wh who we are is whom God is gonna present to himself. We're the bride of Christ. We're the church. Well, the Lord's not gonna pre present to himself a church that doesn't have any power, doesn't move in healing, that lives in poverty, has no faith. This is why we're in the best days we've ever been right now because God is in the midst of quickening a church that's getting ready to be presented unto himself. And we're not gonna be unequally yoked, but we're gonna stand with the Father, hallelujah, and people are gonna look and say, they look like they belong together. Pay the price. You're coming down the mountain God's not going to let you down. He's not going to leave you in a dilemma where you wonder, God, are you real? You hold on because the Lord is breathing on you. He's breathing on us. And we are going to see the greatness of God. And as Abraham was the father of many nations, this church that God is raising up in the earth is going to be the mother 
hallelujah, of millions, perhaps billions of souls. So I, I want to encourage you, begin to look for that quickening of the Spirit of the Lord in your life, because God's going to do great things for you. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, there's nobody on the earth that loves you like Jesus does. And he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Lift up your heads, stay strong, and I'll see you next week. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.